No, you're right. It, it works better as a group than as like I am the flag smasher. Like get yeah, the fuck I, out of here. Like <laughs> go back home. <laughs> flag smasher. Go, Try something go, else. Come right. back to us. How do you f- smash a flag anyway? It's, you, you don't can't smash. I was gonna it. say. I'm like, is it? You, you can tear it's it. The, it's the same. <laughs> it's old gold. Yeah. Like, how do you smash it? Maybe you freeze it, and then you know you freeze it. You can burn it. You know yeah. you can tear it. Yeah, I mean, some flags can't be burnt, actually. Fun fact. The, the flags are made of special coating that's actually very hard to burn some flags. I didn't know that. Yeah. Well, you wouldn't know that because you're not a savage who tries to burn flags. This is true. Welcome to Something to Marvel About, a podcast where we discuss and dissect the week's MCU releases. My name's English Dave, and my fellow flag smasher is here, Rocket Mike. Uh, yes, you're yeah. branded a flag smasher now. Yeah, I know. Anyway, we're here to talk about the second episode of Falcon and the Winter Soldier, titled The Star Spangled Man. The synopsis is as follows. John Walker is named Captain America, and Sam Wilson and Bucky Barnes team up against the rebel group, The Flag Smashers. Um, this is another great episode, I find, I feel, I think, for this for this show. It opens up with it's something unexpected. You know, Mike, last week's episode ended up with this new Captain America giving us his goofy smile. And we're like, fuck you, man. You know, Steve. <laughs> but I find that this opening with New Cap at his high school, very interesting because they always kind of want you to kind of like, he's not that bad of a guy. How did you feel about that opening? Yeah, he did come off pretty genuine. And <laughs> everything he was saying, it's like, that makes sense. And it does sound like you're qualified but I have a feeling this is exactly where Marvel wants to steer us. You know, it's like, yeah, make you feel, you know, like you're second guessing yourself from that initial reaction of the end of the last episode. Cause we were, everyone was like, fuck this. What the fuck is going on? <laughs> right. And then we get back and then they're like, oh, he's in this old high school. And, you know, he's talking to one of his best friends. And it's like, oh, this is looking kind of familiar. And, right. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like, oh, and I die. I was like, I'm trying to pull me in, and it's not going to work because I know it. Because yeah, then you're like, gotcha, and then you turn it around on us again. I know it. Yeah, I, I like that they even played the the Star Spangled Man, the song, of the Star Spangled mm-hmm. Banner from uh, the first Avenger. In fact, there's a lot of parallels to the first Avenger, and and they, I think they did a good job there. I think I think uh, they did a good job of making you feel like well maybe this guy is not so bad he's not like in terms of if you were in that world right if you were a person in that world seeing all of this you could see why people will be drawn to this the same way as captain america was used as propaganda in that first avenger they're using this one as propaganda and you know we, we all know propaganda uh, in a time after a time of crisis is a very powerful tool. We, you know, we go, we're going through similar things in the real world after pandemic, <laughs> you know, all the propaganda that's going around. Yeah. I have to know too, like even the thing that I felt I didn't know and anticipate uh, that stuck out was that he doesn't have any superpowers. He doesn't, no. he never got any like super strength, super speed, and everything. He just trained his ass off and knew how to throw a chance, you know, been through so much time. Um, you know, it was like three tours or something. Mm-hmm. Like, like super and, qualified, overqualified. You know, he's a, he's a, yeah, of course. He's a veteran. Oh, yeah, overqualified, definitely. Um, and so I was like, okay, this is, hmm, yeah, he's pulling me in. Marvel's <laughs> pulling me in. Uh, and it, yeah, it was even with the costume. I'm like, it's not bad. Very similar, mm-hmm. but also like 
simplistic and it's mm-hmm. very in right now you know like, okay um anyway <laughs> buck is mad at sam for 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 letting go of the shield and obviously the leading up to the fact that there's a new captain america so he joins him in, on his mission to find the flag smashes as the big three of course mike the big three aliens androids and uh, was it was it uh wizards right a sorcerer is just a wizard without a hat exactly <laughs> i like the moment where oh, he's like brilliant <laughs> I like the moment where he's like, you know, you spend so much time in Wakanda, you you think you're the White Panther, and he's like, actually, the White Wolf. <laughs> and I like the moment was like, wait, what? White Wolf. <laughs> yeah. like, well, actually, I'm like, oh yeah, that's way better. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and for those who've forgotten, that name White Wolf was given to him when he spent time in Wakanda. Um, we get a cool action sequence, a really cool um, truck fight with the flag smashes, reminding us that these flag smashes do have powers. Indeed, I like the little fake out with the girl at the beginning. When you're thinking, oh, she's an, uh, well, at least he's thinking that she's some innocent girl. And I, I like that's how that's done because when he's investigating the truck, I'm thinking those truck drivers behind, they don't, they don't see anything. But then in hindsight, knowing that that girl was a fake out, they'll probably like, Psh, she got this. She's going to take him yeah, out. Yeah. It's like, oh, they're falling right in. <laughs> and, and, and she's going to do a better job than any one of us. That's fine. Right. Poor Redwing. Redwing gets killed and smashed. I like it when Bucky is like, eh, I wanted to do that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure we'll see Redwing again uh, in some form. It's a robot. He's uh, probably what, got like a warehouse full of him or something. I don't know. Right. What I like about this show is the continuing. We spoke about it last week in terms of the action sequences. And this week, I think, did a very good job. Um, what stood out to me was just seeing the Falcon suit maneuvering. Just like the sudden shifts and turns it at uh, like he had to do i thought that was visualized really 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 well i thought that they did a good job of that um they get stopped saved by new cap what i liked about this as well something that stood out to me is he's reminded that he's not that strong at least compared to what the enemy can do because he gets punched mm-hmm. right off the, the 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 truck but like you mentioned the 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 um the next sequence when they asked them to give him a ride back I love when they just, you know, like what we're doing, comparing to Steve was like, have you ever jumped on a grenade? He's like, actually, yes, I have. Actually, I have a reinforced helmet. It's a technique yeah. I do. <laughs> it's like, yes, I have several times. <laughs> like, damn it. He even has a good technique. He has a reinforced helmet. Got an answer for everything. <sighs> and, and we're also reminded that, um, uh, 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 Falcon's equipment including Red Wing, is government-owned property, and that's how they were tracked. The next scene is something very interesting. You know, we were all set up for the Flag Smashers to be the villains of this of this narrative, but it seems like there's someone else behind the scenes because the Flag Smashers stole something from the someone known as the Power Broker, and um, what they stole was these vials that have given them powers. They didn't have those vials. They stole them, and we got a little tease on... on like what they're all about. They're a terrorist group and what what are they all about? We know that they are trying to bring the world back to what it was like in Blip when half the world was, or half the universe was sent away. But we also see that they have support from from regu- what it seems like regular people. You know, they're not just doing this. They're people who actively support them. We see that this guy and his wife is like, yeah, we set a Wi-Fi for you and all this stuff. And I found that very interesting because then now in a lot of people's eyes, they're seen as very noble and they're doing a noble thing. You can see so many different scenarios from people all over the world, every age, race, and creed coming and finding a reason why you probably don't want 
you know, the other halfback. Because you probably somehow, it's very possible that the people that are most angry are the ones that benefited from the the lack of, of the other half. So like now you have there, you know, there's a demand and you can supply it. So I'm sure like if you ran a business before you had so much competition, now that's gone away and now you're leading it. Um, it, and it, it can apply to so many things, but either way, it's because of that lack, you were there to, you know, rise to the occasion. Mm-hmm. Now all that's back and it's like suddenly everything's being depleted again. Um, there's, you know, I'm, I'm sure there are like a lot of like, besides like, you know, uh, business examples, I'm sure there's a lot of personal examples that mm-hmm. probably uh, would, would factor into this, but uh, that would at least explain, like you just said, that there are just everyday people that actually mm-hmm. want to go back to this mm-hmm. old way. I mean, you lived it for five years. Mm-hmm. So I'm sure even if you weren't on board in the first year, somehow you got used to it after five full years. Mm-hmm. And if it, you figured out a way to work out and I'm like, you know what, actually this is, this works. This is mm-hmm. actually kind of uh, turned out better than I expected it to be. And now it just got flipped upside down. You're like, you got to start all over again. Again, people don't want to do that because <laughs> yeah, they already went through so much hardship in the before. And look at me. Yeah, I sound like I'm siding with them, but really this is just empathy. <laughs> I'm just like, I'm trying to understand yeah. why you would want it to go back that way. And I'm sure there are millions of stories and we're I guarantee we're going to hear a few new ones that mm-hmm. we didn't probably expect. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, yeah, you're right. I think there is a definitely a higher power pulling these strings here. That's, I liked uh, definitely leading everyone to lean this way. Yeah. I liked one line where, one of them says they care more about the people who came back than those who remained behind. Mm-hmm. And I was like, damn, it's, it's true that you feel that way, you know, cause you don't, you're the one that mm-hmm. suffered all the people who were blipped away for them. It was instantaneous. So they didn't experience anything, but yet you're giving them more money. They get more attention. They get more focus to, get, to help them out. What about us? We've, we're the ones that have been through all this, you know? And I, and I like, I like that. We kind of touching on that perspective hey. of, of it all. Um, but like I said, they stole something from someone called the power broker who I know more about the power broker, uh, because of comics. I won't go too far into it. Cause I think they're going to touch on some aspects of the power broker from the comics on this. I don't think they're going to go too far, but there are enough that I can see where they're going. And so I don't want to lead anyone on, but we can talk about that once more things are revealed. But before that, we get another big reveal for something that's a huge part of Marvel comics, uh, recent history. We get to meet, uh, Isaiah. Um, Isaiah is a character from, from the comics who, who in the comics, there's a great comic known as Captain America, red, white, and black. And it's very similar to what we see here in the sense that when Steve went missing in the ice, the, the U S government tried to recreate the super soldier uh, program. And in doing so, they did a lot of experiments on African-Americans. The story goes that, oh, they did various experiments, but they always hid the fact that they experimented on African-Americans. In the comic, Steve is the one who finds out about this. But in this one, it's a bit different. It's Bucky who knew about this because Bucky and Isaiah had uh, tussled in the past in 51, where Isaiah whooped his ass, reminding Bucky that we didn't tussle. I whooped your ass. <laughs> I liked him. I thought, I thought uh, they did a great job. Of, of showing this old man who still got a super soldier strength. Uh, for someone yeah. like you who didn't know so much about this character, how did you feel about that sequence? Um, it did remind me of uh, the actual movie. Like I think it was in Winter Soldier when they have the um, the other uh, test subjects mm-hmm, that mm-hmm. Winter Soldier, you know, that that, that not not 
Bucky, but you know, the alter ego of him. Um, and so I'm like, well, I mean, obviously they didn't stop at just this, these, these, you know, five or six of them. Uh, I'm sure they've done more than this, you know, beforehand too. And that just like ended up proving it. And it's like, all right, well, this guy, you know, that guy, this guy actually survived and escaped, mm-hmm. you know, if it, if he had to escape. Mm-hmm. Uh, but obviously if he did, he was not, uh, like they said in, in this episode, they didn't look after him. They didn't uh, provide they put any in prison care in prison yeah. for 30 years, you know, experimenting on him because he was just successful. Uh, and then just thrown out. Yep. Yeah. Just treated like nothing. I love that sequence where, where Bucky, I mean, where um, Sam was like, you had a black super soldier this whole time and nobody said anything, you know, and, and, and this idea that, and I love that, you know, we touch on, on this idea of race and the real world ideas of race of, of, you know, in real world, we know that African Americans were experimented on during World War Two and, and during those, those times, you know, and even on top of that, any achievements that they did, you know, that it's, it's kind of like, uh, muffled and silenced a bit. You know, there's a lot of, a, a lot of stories of great, uh, African American soldiers during the war, but you don't really hear of them. Yeah. Because the stories have been kind of closed and kind of, uh, 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 uh put down and, and closed away. The credit is transferred usually to someone, you know. Exactly. Else. Exactly. Exactly. And so, like, this is someone in the comics again, someone who did a lot to help the allies, but what they've done is kind of silence. And I kind of like that they've shown this. And even afterwards, you know, the interaction with the police when the police comes over and is giving and harassing Sam until he realizes he's famous. That's something that's happened to a lot of African Americans, you know, where in terms of like a famous actor or a sports athlete stopped and they, the police only start treating them nicely once they realize that they're someone famous. And it's like, wait. Why did mm-hmm. you have to wait to that moment? You know, and I, Chris I Rock that. told a joke just like that. Oh yeah, <laughs> I don't know if you saw his last special, Tambourine. Uh, I obviously I can't repeat it because, <laughs> but uh, it, it just just watch. Uh, yeah, he definitely has a joke where police just like, okay, yep, here we go. Hey, it's Chris Rock. Once they get up close enough, you know. Yeah, exactly, exactly. But, yeah. Uh, and and that's, a, just, and that's a, yeah, it's just that it. And I like that it touches that, and even a moment beforehand when um. When uh, uh, Sam and, and and Bucky arrive at the location, I think was it Baltimore, and the little kid is just like, "Oh, Black Falcon," and he's like, "Wait, why am I Black Falcon? Because I'm black and Falcon. Do I call you Black Kid?" And I like that because it is <laughs> a commentary on comic books. You know, at, at a time where yeah. they would do that. You know, you have Black Lightning. You know, you have you'd always do that where you have a superhero and add mm-hmm. black in front of them. That's how you know Black Panther gets away with it because the Black Panther. But it's still some of it was still it By still had some really. yeah on the technicality. But still, it, they did a lot of that yeah. for that reason to be like, oh, it's different because it's black. And I, I always hated, always hated that myself. Where he's like, he just took an established hero and just add black in front of it, and it's like, oh, it's a different one. Um, and I like that this is kind of touching on that. It's kind of, it's a mm-hmm. subtle commentary. It doesn't go yeah, too deep. Why? But it's enough. It's enough. Yeah. yeah. But either yeah. way, it's that's just examples, examples. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I like the sequence where Bucky gets arrested because you do think, hey, wait a minute, I thought he was, you know, pardoned. And then you're like, oh, shit, he's caught mandated therapy. Fuck. <laughs> you just completely forget about that. And I love how that's done. Once again, I love the therapist. I love everything about her. I love that she forces Sam to join him in, in, in couples therapy in their soul gazing, gazing exercise. One moment I liked was something that I was wary of going into the series was this idea that some people would talk about like, oh, maybe Bucky should be the one that uh, takes over the Captain America mantle. And how does Bucky feel about that? 
And in this sequence, we see how Bucky feels about that. It's confirmed. Bucky doesn't want the shield. He believes that Sam deserves the shield. His issue with Sam not taking the shield is that Steve believed in you, Sam. If you're saying Steve is wrong about you, then he must have been wrong about me. And I love that moment because, you know, Bucky's going through so much because he he went through so much. He was brainwashed for almost a, almost like five decades. You know, like he still figures himself it's out. It's hard to come back from that. <laughs> exactly. So I love that moment. It's just like getting insight to see who he, he, he actually is, you know. And, and what do you think about just that whole idea that, that he feels he's someone that he can only live up to what Steve sets the standard for for him? Man, there are so many levels into it because it's 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 not just the trust of you know your best friend, which anyone can relate to. You know, it's like you you do and drop anything, drop everything for you know your person, and you know for you know they were each other's person, they were each other's best friends, um, having gone through almost the exact same thing. Almost, you know, aside from Bucky, of course. But then it's also like he sees him as, you know, not just his best friend, but you know, like he was the symbol of hope mm-hmm. and, you know, the leader of everyone, including himself. So, yeah, it's just like right what he said. And if he was wrong about you or if that's what you're trying to tell me, then it's like then everything that he told me was a lie mm-hmm. or, or just wasn't true. And so it was like to give up on your dreams is to give up on me or make himself feel like he's giving up on himself because mm-hmm. everything he was ever told to the top person in his life is all for nothing. Mm-hmm. And that is devastating. Yeah. And you've seen in previous movies, right? Civil War and Winter Soldier, where when everybody had given up on Bucky, Steve still stood stood next to him like no it wasn't bucky who did this you know when zemo had set everything up to make it seem as if bucky did all all these things even bucky himself thought he did it all you know because he was brainwashed he believed that he did all these things and steve was like no i believe in my friend i know this good man in you and you're not this monster that everyone that they made you into and like so for bucky to which is insane right to even go against the government to, <laughs> to do this you know right when you yourself are from the government <laughs> and that's the thing and, and so, so yeah, that, yeah that's that's a huge leap mm-hmm. and I, I love i love these therapy moments in this show because again this is something that we don't get a chance to see in movies because movies have to go by so quickly but because this can spread out we can have these moments of getting to know that Bucky, this is how Bucky feels. Like, when else do you get that? Like, the emotional feeling of all these characters, you don't you don't see that often. And so I really appreciated that. Um, the episode ends, two, two things happen. The Flag Smashers try to escape the Power Brokers men. One of them uh, 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 sacrifices themselves. I thought that was a pretty, uh, I mean, it did the job, but just pushing over the the thing you could have done more than that like come on like fight your way you know i felt like you just <laughs> do some more fighting but whatever the job was Cheating. done yeah i think there's also like they're gonna make you know the leader of the flag smashes what's her name i think her name is i have it here carly montague um Mon- Mon- morgenthau morgenthau carly morgenthau and um i feel like they're gonna try and make us empathize more with the character because you see her crying at the end and even the fact that we said earlier you know her and her team have sympathizers you know they just i think 
this is a team that started off in their mind, you know, we're going to do the right thing. We're going to take these things and help people out. And then they inadvertently stole some superpower stuff and realized, oh shit, we can take it to another level, but don't realize whose path they have crossed in the power broker. I think that's going to be something that we're going to see more of. Yeah, it's no, it's no uh, secret how I feel about the greatest MCU villain, the one villain to not only destroy, have the Avengers destroy each other, but still feel the ramifications of it till this very day. Zemo, they need help from Zemo. They realized after Isaiah won't help them um, kind of figure out the information about who's working on super soldier serum, they go to the next best thing. Because if you remember, Zemo had studied everything Hydra had done in order to control Bucky. So Zemo would have all the information on the super soldiers. Because remember, he killed them all because he believes no powers, nobody with powers should exist. He doesn't care about flag smashes. He doesn't care about power brokers. He doesn't care about superheroes. As far as he's concerned, everyone with powers should go. And uh, I'm excited to see what we what we what where we go with Zemo. It was a great shot just to see him, Daniel Bruhl, back. Are you excited for Zemo, Mike? Oh my God, he's an amazing actor. He can do it all. <laughs> and he's, he, he plays so good at the, like... Uh, it's 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 not easy to say a likable villain, yes, yes. but but you get it, it kind of is, you know. Like, but that's the thing with Zemo, you understand where he's yes. coming from. He, yes, it's 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 an extremism reasoning, mm-hmm. but it does make sense where he's coming from, having lost his whole family to superheroes. Mm-hmm. So to want to go out and be like, you know, well then fuck them all. That's not that's goes beyond like fucking Thanos and just mm-hmm. wanted to wipe out half the population. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is you know for a reason that came from a real place. So yeah. it's like, and what I like about Zemo is he doesn't want the power, he doesn't want the glory, he doesn't want yeah. any of that. He, you know, he's not trying. He just wants to make sure that what happened to his family doesn't happen again. That's really like that's his goal. Like yes, you superheroes, you did all of that, you saved the world. But while I was digging my family's corpses out of the rubble, you went back home and had a parade. Yeah. Like, for those of you who've kind of forgotten, uh, this is our connection to WandaVision in some way because Zemo is from the same country as Wanda of Sokovia. They are of the, they are country country peeps, I should say. And I like that little touch because, again, they almost have the same kind of tragedy backstory, and at, at least, you know, these war-torn countries and, and kind of dealing with the Avengers. She just got lucky because at one point she was pissed with Tony Stark. You know, that's why she, her and her brother were part of Hydra. She just had a chance to personally meet them. But so Zemo could have easily gone down the same path or she could have gone, gone down Zemo's path. Shit, she could probably still go down Zemo's path because we don't know the future of Wanda is going to be yeah, <laughs> now that true. she's a Scarlet Witch. Yeah. But that all being said, I'm sure I'm, I'm excited to see more Zemo next week, next week. And also here's a fun little thing. There's a character known as Eli Bradley, um, uh, Isaiah's Bradley's, uh, grandson you see him in this first episode when he's he's talking to them he's actually in the comics becomes a superhero known as patriot and the leader of the young avengers i've said many times i think marvel is setting up the seeds to either young or next avengers because so far we've got, we've seen or we've known that a whole bunch of, of uh, members are coming we've already seen the twins in wandavision we know that hawkeye series is coming with kate bishop as well as kamala khan uh, uh miss marvel so Put this all together. Marvel is surely planting a lot uh-huh. of seeds. I'm excited to see what the future holds. Mike, thank you as always. Keep flag smashing. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, uh, I'll, I'll, the best I can do is wrinkle it, I guess, but uh, I'll try. Uh, my name's English Dave. <laughs> 
What do you guys think of the show so far? We're two episodes in. We enjoy it, but do you guys feel the same? Are you excited to see Zemo get back? Can Mike put his headphone cord back in time? Yes, he can. And Mike, as always, keep it nerdy. Keep it nerdy, nerds. Peace.